Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. Hello, dear friends. I'm your head mister, Lord Stephen Gearhart. And I am your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And together we are the misters of the... the Uh, Let's try it again. The misters of the... the, 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 Lance! The misters of the dark! Don't shut up! Whatever. Join us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts or go to mistersofthedark.com where we'll be discussing all things horror from films and books to everything in betweensies. We also have the occasional victim. (laughs) I mean, guest. (laughs) Only on the Fearscape Mania Network. <laughs> Shut up, Lance! Oh, I always get the last laugh. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic episode of The Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. This is your host, Stefan Gearhart, and I am joined, as always, by my most intelligent host, Josh Rutledge. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. You know, the compliments are just getting better and better with each episode. Yep, you you hang on to that feeling. You hang on to that feeling. Uh, we have a fantastic guest on the show today. We've got Russ Kellett. Uh, claims to have been abducted at least 60 times by 15-foot aliens uh, and made to fight for them in an intergalactic war causing PTSD and chronic fatigue syndrome. We have been eagerly awaiting this interview. Russ, how are you, sir? How are you today, Russ? Can you hear us? Yeah, it just keeps on sort of like uh, coming and going to the sound. But, uh, That's the men in black the messing with us. <laughs> Well, we can. Uh... Funnily enough, it happens quite a lot. Does this, and this is what uh, sometimes those do say that uh, things just go a little bit weird. Probably yep. the weather. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. To, 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 to jump into it here a little bit, uh, you you first got abducted when you were sixteen. And then been abducted several times since. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, I guess, do you remember much from your first abduction? Yeah. Uh, at one time, I had what I could only describe as hundred percent recall, memory recall. But as time went on, things things happened. And I'll tell I'll tell you this, it's sort of like back to front, but this is one of the things that happened that when I were I was talking to my dad one Sunday morning and it come in front paper shop and you know like we um, newspapers. I put them down on the table, we're talking, and I said, Do you want a, a tea? I'll make you a drink of tea. So he went in the other room. And I went, made a couple of teas, put the um, picked a paper up, and started reading whilst I was waiting for kettle to boil. And it came in, and you know, sort of like for his tea, what I was supposed to be making him. And I was, I was 
reading this newspaper, but something was going on and it was just unbelievable. And I'm reading, but I can't read. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to read and in my mind, my mind's just, it's, it's very hard to explain, but my dad said to me, um, where's my tea roughs? And I started talking to him and I'm, I'm saying that, oh, I'll go make it now, kettle's boiled. But it didn't come out like that. It didn't come out like that at all. I've just started talking gobbledygook. Mm. And then he said, what? And then I, I was saying, I was telling him um, I, in a roundabout way, I didn't feel well and there was something wrong. Well, that didn't come out right. And he just stood there looking at me. And then I'd said something else to him. I, I can't remember exactly what because it won't it just won't make it any sense. So he about turned, went out of the door, and went to the bottom and, and showered upstairs to my mum. Rita, he said, There's something wrong with our Russ. She says, uh, why, what's up? You know, she shouted down. And he says He's not well at all. Hmm. So he came back in the room, and anyway, come on, story short. He picked me up and took me out and put me in the car and rushed me to hospital. Told me mum, I'm taking him to hospital, so goes in hospital, um, accident and emergency. And he says, There's something wrong with him. So they says, Does he take drugs? And he says, no. Are you sure? Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Has he been poorly recently? And, you know, anything major, you know, any problems with, uh, has he had an accident? Has, has he had anything like trauma to his head, you know? So my dad said, no, none of these. So anyway, they were waiting and uh, I got them days, you, you'd get seen to pretty fast, you know. So what happened was that uh, he left me there and they said, come back because he's gonna have to stay in over at least overnight, see what's wrong. So when my dad and my mum came to hospital, they sent me to a, a different hospital next door. And um, they told they told my mum and my dad to go and I were at Duke of York and I was uh, I've been on taken to a ward, and it was um, oh, it was one where an isolation unit. Okay. Right. So my mum and dad looked and they said an isolation unit, and they says, "Yeah, he's in an isolation unit." So anyway, I could only they came to see me, and I was in this room with a. a a window and you couldn't you could t talk to me from the window inside but you couldn't go in so anyway I'd, I'd been in there a few days they said if it were one of these five things I would probably not going to make it but what it is I had memory loss I'd gone blind by the time they'd come my mum and dad right yeah no smell you know, sort of like all my senses just gone, you know. Mm. Second day, I was coming around a bit. My sight, I could see him, but I had this headache and, you know, sort of like... Uh, so, you know, it, it was very odd because I came out three days later, I'd come out, and they don't know what it was. They, they, they don't know what it was. They hadn't come across anything like it. I'd had brain scans, body scans, everything. Wow. But my memory, my memory of all this, being abducted and stuff, was I could feel it. When I was sat talking to my dad originally, right, yeah, I could feel something being taken out of my brain like that. Mm. It was the most... One of the most frightening things, if not the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, I can bet. So, so the third day, they, they let me home 
and they're talking to the nurse and I said, well, you know, what's wrong? And he said, well, we, we don't know. We're not sure. We've looked at all, all the things what we thought it was, all the things what it could have been. Um, there is something which is like a, a migraine attack, but it's so severe, it um, causes like a stroke. Um, and it, it's, it's something called something like that, where you, you have like a stroke, a mini stroke. But they couldn't even determine that it was that. So I said, I don't think, you know, I said, I've got to go to work. You know, I said, because um, she said, you'll have to have a, a week off work, two, two weeks off work or something. And I said, what, for migraine? I said, my boss ain't going to like that, oh, yeah. you know. And she said, your, your boss will just have to like it. So anyway... Um, you know that's that's one of the reasons why I don't have a hundred percent memory of everything, because when I did have hundred percent memory, it was taken away, and that's how it was taken away. It felt like it had been taken away. So what's really interesting so, is, I've got a a, a really close friend um, who had a repressed memory uh, from their childhood that they had repressed. Uh, just it was like a really hurtful memory and they pushed it down uh, all throughout their adult life and then later on in their adult life they ended up having a stroke because the trauma of continually repressing that memory caused their body to react and so it was a similar situation where um, they couldn't really it wasn't like a normal stroke they didn't you know lose like one half of their body or something like that it was just but it but it broke them down because of that repressed memory and it's almost similar to your case yeah well the strange thing is i was talking to somebody on uh, facebook and she also is an abductee and I could not believe what she told me, which was that she had been rushed to hospital and she'd been put in an isolation ward because of being taken poorly and having, you know, memory loss. And she went in, like, for three days and they told her the same thing. Now, to me, that is not a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences coincidences no. mm -hmm. so I'd still talk to her she's on my friends list and you know it's like that to me is a lot more than just coincidence I wonder how many more people as well yeah. as it happened to how many more people are actually abducted how many more people can be bothered to tell anybody you know because of ridicule you right. know yep well, it's really interesting. So we we just got done our last episode. Uh, we did um, uh, what we call a, an infield convergence. And so we looked at the UFO uh, flap that happened in 1977 in the England, uh, Wales, uh, Scotland area. Um, and I think if I've done the math right, you would have been somewhere around 12 or 13 in 1977. Um, and the it, it all kind of kind of trailed off with the uh infield poltergeist which was kind of the center around the with the conjuring movie is that right conjuring Stephen? two okay um but that whole process of the infield poltergeist also happened for three years after it started uh which again would have coincided with uh your first abduction it just it, for me that's one of the things that we look at hence the name of the show is are some of these things related in some way? And so, you know, it seems it seems interesting to me that the infield poltergeist kind of ended right around the same time that you were first abducted, and then your cycle began uh, with abductions. So, yeah, um, I mean, to be quite honest, I think it's an even bigger issue all this than than what you, you can even imagine, because. Uh, around 19, my, my 
abduction 16 i would have that would have happened in 1980 right yeah mm -hmm. but let's go back to say like 1970 right yeah and 1974 i've been working on a, a case and um i uh i wrote i'm just showing this um i wrote this book now it's uh that's whoops, that's in uh, in Welsh, and it means um, alien invasion Wales, right? Yeah, that above is in Welsh, and it's about um, five gentlemen that was travelling home one evening after they'd been to a, a, a men's club, a meeting, and they'd, they'd been drinking apart from the driver. And he was driving the other uh, four home, and they come to the, the side of the road. They the, the saw uh, a flying saucer in the field, in the farmer's field, and there were five aliens, like those alien greys. Now, I've worked on that case for nearly thirty years now, and I wrote that book, and it, it's got all sorts of information and. A lot of it is to do with the timeline and the police and emergency, um, you know, different uh, uh, emergency uh, um, companies, gone companies. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, and, you know, emergency services and, and what have you. Now, the, the thing is, right, uh, there's about 70 um like uh, papers in their pages of these papers which are from the um, police log right yeah and it basically when you when you read what happened the the proper timeline you see that it doesn't weigh up what the what, what they've actually said and there was supposed to be this earthquake when it all started at 8 38 well right mm. at the beginning we've got somebody who rings up at 8 32 and he's talking about it so how does he know about yeah. what happened mm -hmm. six minutes before it officially happened so anyway so but the thing is whilst i've been investigating this actual incident what i've come across is this there's like villages around this area and you cannot get sort of like a simple yes or a no did it happen you know what i mean people change yeah. the statement and i had a, a phone call after the book had gone out and i wish i wish this person would have contacted me before and he was talking about this incident and he told me what his profession was and then he told me something he says if you knew how many people had been abducted on this night the 23rd of Jan january 1974 if you knew how many people around that area had been admitted to hospital with strange you know illnesses and like very similar to being abducted hmm. not knowing where they were you know coming around mm -hmm. not knowing where they were um being sick and what have you you know sort of like he said that you would be amazed just how many people were taken to hospital it was something that I started looking into and then I started just recently getting the old, you know, be careful we're watching you, you know, like emails yep. and, and phone calls on my mobile because I've got a, a response to UFO reports. People can call me on my me, me mobile phone and all of a sudden, again, after the books come out and I, I've talking to somebody who seems to know a lot about what happened you know getting death threats mm. 
you know, just be careful who you talk to, be careful how you walk, we can get to you, we might get to your family. Well, I've hardly got any family left anymore. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, uh, it's one of those things as you get older, you know, your, your circle of friends and, and your family gets less and less because a lot of them have passed away, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, you know, well, you said that 30 years ago, <laughs> do your best. You know, you know what I mean? I'm still here, waiting. So, you know, this is what you're up against. When, you know, when you're being abducted, I mean, you're starting... One of the reasons why I started investigating this subject was selfish reasons, in a way, I suppose, because sure. I was wanting to know what happened to me. And I wanted to, to set a group up and to, to find out... And all as you find, when you set groups up, the problem is you've, you've always got those that want to... They see somebody have got a group, they join, and then they want to make it theirs. You always get this in lots of groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, they can't think for themselves and they want right. to, to take other people's groups over and what have you. And, you know, and like after all these years of having a group and what have you, like I said, never, never found any answers. Most people... Uh, join the groups are sort of like five minute wonders, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, five minutes, you know, sort of like want want the thrill of um, coming and asking questions and right. You know, we want to see proof. We want to see you can show them proof, and oh well, it could be this, it could be that. Well, yep. fair enough. And sort of like I, I decided, you know, instead of. Uh, Pleasing other people, you know, start pleasing yourself if, if you mm. know what I mean. Because, uh, yep. only person that matters that that's me these days, you know, I've had enough of running around for other people. But, um, like I said, met some sincere people that have, have had things happen to them, they claim to have been abducted, but never had the same the tall, bald aliens, yeah. 15 foot tall. A little bit like Nesferatu, and um, never been put into a military unit. I basically, before any of this nonsense about secret space program and uh, about um, super soldiers, I were talking about this. There were no name for it. We didn't have super soldier. The name super yeah. soldier didn't exist back in 1980, 1990. You know what I mean? And. Um, I remember I used to write for a magazine and submit articles, uh, UFO magazine, and the I asked him, you know, the editor, how comes I'm never talking at your conferences? Oh, I can't have you talking about about aliens fighting wars with, with weapons, <laughs> you know? And my dad turned around because there were four witnesses heard what he'd said. My dad turned around and says to me, you know, sort of like, he, he says, I'd... I'd give that lot a, a, a miss, he says. Yeah. He says, there's all these people, he says, you show me these videos of people talking at these uh, conferences. He said, the don't sell magazines. He said, I won't give any more information, no more videos to them or anything. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I stopped. I stopped it, from, from that day. It's amazing how even in uh, the the community itself, there are still even like narrow-minded that. thinkers. <laughs> that if it doesn't fit their own narrative, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. Well, every other month, every other month of the magazine, it used to be Roswell or Rendlesham Forest. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, and it, it's like, yeah, about, exactly. After about 20, 20 years, I think people are getting a little bit bored. Um, you know, I it, am. It, it's like I, I think people do want to know about aliens, you know, carrying weapons and, and being in a, a war, fighting other alien races and abducting people and were fighting for the different alien races, you know, as their allies. And I've come across many alien races that we've been fighting and many allies. And, you know, from this country, from America, from Europe. Eastern Europe, you know. So, so let me ask you a question. We had, <clears throat> we had a, a first of all, I guess it's probably two questions. Are you familiar with Richard Shaver and the Darrow and the Tarot? Shaver mystery. The Shaver mystery. Okay, yeah. so that's a, what a, I was thinking too, Josh. A, a short recap, just for so we're all on the same page. 
So this guy back in the 20s, working in a, as a welder, starts hearing voices from his welding machine. Uh, he writes this 10,000-page letter to Ray Palmer of Amazing Stories, uh, the magazine. In the 40s. Uh, in the 40s, Ray Palmer adds 30,000 words to it and produces the Shaver Mystery uh, as a part of the Amazing Stories magazine and a few other stories to follow. But the gist of it was is that there were the tarot, T-E-R-O, that were good, and they wanted to help humanity. And there were the Darrow, or detrimental robots, who wanted to enslave humanity and eat humanity, basically. Um, so that's the kind of the, to get us on the same, at least, conversational page. Now, uh, fast forward to last year, the show, Stefan and I were contacted by someone who claimed to be embedded with the tarot fighting wars in, inside the earth, like in caverns and caves and in the hollow earth and the hollow earth and such. And so it just really kind of rings with what you're saying now, as far as, you know, this intergalactic war, because he also mentioned that there were other ET factions, if you will, that were helping the tarot and some that were helping the Darrow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this this I can only say yeah, I can understand that because everything that you see on TV news and what have you, I, do, I don't bother with the news anymore. I watch podcasts and and I listen, you know, like YouTube, because I realise that the news has been taken over. We 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 don't have news. Uh, what we seem to have is we we, we seem to have this uh, information which is given to us, which is like not what's really going on. Right. You know, it, it, it seems to have been sanitised. Mm. You know, it, it, it seems to have been sanitised, you know, sort of like stripped down and you get very, very basic news. And everything that you you watch is more or less happy clappy. Everybody's happy together, you know, sort of like. And they, they tell you, you know, you, you've got these programs about crime telling you, you know, don't worry about crime. You know, there's that, not that much of it. But there's so much crime that the, there's programs on about it all the time. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. right. You, you're thinking, well, that doesn't add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so what what I've come to realise is that you know, like there there is no news. No news is good news. You, you know what I mean? And never let ne- never let the truth. Journalists never let the truth get in. You know, in in front of a a good story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't let that happen. Don't let the truth sort of like uh, get in into. <laughs> Between you and a good story, but um, I mean, I've, I've met some that are, are, are all right, but you, you never get, you never get hundred percent of what you tell them. It, you know, they, they don't put hundred percent in. You know, sort of like they always want you to look like a crazy person. Of course. Well, I'm well, yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Mama, we're all crazy now. <laughs> I think that was a song in the seventies. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Even now, I mean, you're looking at with uh, you know UFOs making headlines as big as they are. It's still pushing towards a more. This is just not us. This is someone else on the planet. Um, it's just advanced technology from Russia or something like that. So that the alien folks are still looked at as a little loony. Yeah, and I mean now, unfortunately, what we've got is the the Pentagon. The American government and the English government, British government, especially the American government, have, have never wanted civilians involving with this right. subject. Now, you, you see this in the way things have been played with this this name, this name what they, they give UFOs. They don't want crazy people to get involved in, in their um, looking at the the fact that there's things flying around out there, these UFOs. So they give it a new name now. What do they call it? Um, UAPs. 
Yeah, what is it? Um, unidentified unide aerial phenomenon. Aerial phenomena. Mm -hmm. Now, you can wrap it up in anything you want. At the end of the day, when you look at the the three letters meaning exactly the same thing as a <laughs> UFO, exactly. it's unidentified. It's aerial. You, you, flying, it's flying an object. You know what I mean? So what they're doing and what, what people, oh, my God, you always get them, don't you, in these groups? Setting groups up and calling it that now, doing the government's <laughs> bidding. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You know, you'll get them taking bloody injections because you've been told that there's a virus and that there's no virus. It's the same kind of people, you know, sort of like the people that believe anything. You know what I mean? That the run, and you know, they believe that your government and my government have got vested interests at heart for us. We don't even come into it. We don't even come into it, my friends. You know, sort of like get real. So anyway, like I said, now the the thing is, so what they've done is, they've come up with this amazing information about these tic tacs. Right? Yeah. Yep. Now, yep. me and a, a friend of mine, she'd been filming things outside of her house in North Wales. And she filmed this thing like a torpedo shape, what you would call, or American government would call, CIA, Tic Tacs. Yeah. And this was last year when she filmed it. I got in touch with somebody that I know, and I've, I've been in their newspapers in front page international newspaper on quite a number of occasions and the person said to me look you know we, we need something you know new and i said well this is new it happened a few months ago outside her house and it looks like this tic tac uh, oh what we, we want something a little bit newer and i guess well for one thing the tic tac object what you've got in the papers and everybody else has followed is from two i think it's from 2004 yeah, that's I right. Said, so your current news is old news. Mm -hmm. The news that you, you you don't think's current is more current because it's from months ago and not years ago. I just don't understand that. And I don't think I'm friends anymore with this journey. <laughs> hey but yeah, yeah you know, I, I think, though, that, um, you know, kind of along the same line of what you were talking about earlier with, you know, the intended purpose is to sell magazines or newspapers or uh, have people tune into a show. And so what is the hot topic, right? So the hot topic is Tic Tac. So I want Tic Tac and I, or I, you know, produce a picture of a Tic Tac landing in your front yard. I want that, you know, so it's all yeah. about selling whatever that the thing is they're trying to sell. Yeah. I mean, just like if we talk about UFOs, you talk about saucers were the hot thing until, triangle saucers or triangle crafts became the hot thing you know and now it's tic tacs yeah well you know let's look exactly what i mean i know a little bit about these craft tic tacs because they're the the aliens that take me use something similar they're called torpedoes we could we used to mm. going back to the 50s going back to the 50s it was called torpedoes right yeah torpedoes or you could call them cigar shaped yeah cigar -shaped. that's what we were going to say is that yeah these are just the old cigar shapes yeah that's that you know now the white the ones that um we are traveling um some of them are white some of them are like gray but um you know it, it seems like again it, it's like divide and conquer you know, sort of like, and you know, th this is what we're calling, and this is, you know, the the new name for them. No, the the new name isn't that. The new the name is unidentified flying objects. Get over it. <laughs> you know, anybody who wants to go with it, fant fantastic. I don't suck up to G-men. You know what I mean? Sort of like some somebody oh, from yeah. the government tells me something, and they say, "Oh, this is the truth." I got. You know what? I, I, yeah. I believe that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sort of like, it's like, 
any, anybody from any government, no matter where it's from, America, and especially my country, England, God, anybody from the government telling me something, and anybody from, and especially in the UFO field and MOD field, especially the ones that have told 25 years ago, I can neither confirm or deny, you know, <laughs> who seem to be running about now talking about UFOs like they exist, worries me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, people that have, for 25 years, said they can neither confirm or deny, and they're on every show, you know, sort of like, again... You know, sort of like it seems to be something that um, what you've got to remember is the media is run by the governments around the world. So, you know, this is why we've got fantastic people doing fantastic jobs like, you know, podcasts, letting people know, you know, this is this is why, yeah, the the, the sales of the, you know, the the tabloids and, you know, the broadsheets and what have you. And this is why people have stopped watching the news, because the, the, you know they're not informative anymore. They're not telling you what's going on. And this is why there's more people with podcasts giving out information, and it's what we need. Well, and and you know you, know? you talk about some of the people that get out there and have been in the scene for many years. They're they're not bringing anything new to the table. They're just repeating the same stuff over and over again. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is it. I mean, like, people ask me about me booking about Berry Mountains. It's fantastic. It's a, you know, a, a mystery that happened. And, and sort of like, I think uh, I've, I've cracked it. There's the, a the lot more that went on. But I'm talking to people and saying, look, the, the, you know, there's, there's all this that's gone on. There's all that that's gone on. And, like, for instance, I was zapped when I was filming. I think it was about 2000. I, I was filming and I got zapped by a UFO. And uh, I got in touch with one or two people at, in news and sort of like not really interested. Then I, um, I filmed something falling down out of the sky like a man. But it, when it went over, it, it was a craft. And me and my friend saw it. And I put it up on my YouTube. You can see these on uh, Rusk Telly, um UFO investigator, um, abductee. And I put all these, you know, videos up there for people to see. And then I, I filmed, um, like, two flying triangles in the sea where I live here about 14 years ago, coming out of the bay. And... 18 minutes footage, and then there were things coming down, lights coming down from the sky and what have you, and I was filming, sort of like, and I've got my eyepiece, you know, like this looking, and I'm taking it away, looking at this thing, that's, these things that have taken off, and sort of like, unfortunately, the same old, same old were happening, and that was, you know, Roswell were in the, the news, because some magazine had, had, had come up with something, or and then somebody had put this nasty image and images up of um, a pretend autopsy and what have you, which mm -hmm. was like handed about. And again, all that was happening now or then was being overlooked yep. by again people that were promoting Roswell. And then I think somebody had some new information about Rendlesham Forest or um, yep. new witness comes along. So all this getting out there and filming, abductees and, and people like myself are actually going out and filming stuff happening around them, you know, sort of like it was just shoved aside for somebody who got some dodgy information out there over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because it was you know, sort of like going back to old cases, you know, it's, it's what you called lazy journalism. Yeah. We, we had a, um, we had a guest on the show that was talking about how in the coming years, we're going to start to see a lot more lazy journalism on Rendlesham force because the last witness for, uh, 
Roswell has passed. And so they don't have anything to go back to to talk to. But there's still a number of witnesses alive with Rendlesham. And so they're going to start milking them dry. This, this will be the one that starts taking over every year where we would see Roswell stuff. We're going to see start seeing um, even more of a multitude of Rendlesham Forest. Yeah, well, this, this is it. I, I, yeah. This is what I'm saying, exactly the same. So, you know, it's like, why aren't, for instance, um, why aren't we talking about flying triangles at the side of a, a main a, a road in a bay in North Yorkshire in this, like, um, fishing village? Yeah. Right, yeah? Why aren't we talking about these two amazing video, this video of these two amazing craft side by side? Yeah. Two lights and then two to six lights. Yeah. I've and seen then they start coming out of the, and then more lights start coming around and then taking off and then there's lights coming down at them. And um, I was a bit cold and juddery. So for a, a few minutes, I'm, on and off of the the image, the the crafts and what have you, but it's like again I, I was telling people, but you know it's like one of the other things I had somebody who, who told me that I'm making a documentary, and one of my problems was, you know, he, he says, don't put it out there, let me deal with it, and um, I'm going to make this big film you know, about the stuff, what you're filming. The, the guy, I waited two years. By that time, everything what I had, it was no longer flavour of the month, you could say. Right. And it was two years later. And then um, I was asked to make a documentary on the Bearwing Mountains. And what happened, I had a, a, a family member take seriously ill, ending up on a, a life support machine. And then had to be looked after. So, you know, I couldn't get out. I've been invited on radio, TV shows and, and everything. But unfortunately, I was at the, the side of my, my mum in uh, in hospital on a life support mm -hmm. machine. And um, for a year, looking after her in hospital yeah. with my dad and my sister, you know. So, you know, it's like UFOs, aliens didn't even come into it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of like when you, you, you know, your mum's dying, it's like... Right. Everything, you know, like you get, you have to put into perspective, aren't you, you know? Yeah. So, but then when, when you know, like getting a, a, a well and back on her feet took quite a number of years and I was glad to do that. I was glad to do that, you know, and, uh, but... Then all of a sudden, when I could go out and, and do stuff, um, we had this horrible, nasty thing. What the internet had sort of like grown. It had grown these trolls and these haters, mm. and they start, you know, attacking people and, and yeah. trying to undo everything what people do. And they, they, they can be in UFO groups, and you, you can get them in groups about UFOs, aliens, or ghosts, cryptozoology, and these people are always there. Yep. But, we often, we often talk about, you know, why, why do the, uh, they're not skeptics, they're non-believers. Why do the non-believers always join the believers groups just to tear people down? Because they're just, they are what they are, unfortunately. These people are the people that like to cause wars. You know. <laughs> yeah. These, you know, you'll always get them. And a lot of them are very good. They can put pen to paper. They can, you know, sort of like, they, they can write. The, the English grammar is fantastic and might be very verbal. But something not right upstairs with them. Yeah. There's some, there's something, you know what I mean. There's something missing upstairs with them. Yep. You know what I mean, and they, they just like to to cause havoc. But I just, you just don't bother. You just get on and you just laugh at them because people, 
the, the point the problem is that some of these people um, befriend them and then they, they get into these groups and they can't get out because they attack people so grievous and, and cause problems and hate and what have you against people right yeah they can stop people from talking at, at groups you know they, 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 they've done that with David Icke he, he's had that for years yeah, and they, they can basically rip you and call you and unfortunately and uh, I think people have come across this they can write lies about you and you can prove it, you can go to court and prove it but the problem is these people are what you call wasters, they have nothing right yeah, they have no income right yeah, and the problem is that if you spend money proving that you're innocent, right, yeah, you end up with a bill and no happens to them. Instead, they should be, they should stamp something on the red or tattoo on the red, insane, <laughs> yeah, and lock them up. You know what I mean? Lock them up. And, and the followers as well, follower of insane. Yeah. Right, yeah? Because that's the only way. And it's the only way to to, to to and to lock them up, because unfortunately, you know, sort of like you can prove yourself, you end up with no money. You can't take anything from these people because they haven't got anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what they should say is, we'll do it this way. If you prove if you prove that you're wrong and you're causing people hassle and what have you, we take you away. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That ain't gonna happen. They can't even do that with murderers and, and stuff, can they? You know what I mean? It's like, so <laughs> yeah, that just ain't gonna happen. Nope. So I, I wanted to um, jump jump back a little bit if we can. Um, we've got about uh, I don't know about 10, 12 minutes, minutes left. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about the. The, the fighting in the war in the intergalactic war um, do you do you recall are you able to recall much of that or did they take that away uh, when they took out the the memory of the other stuff no I, I remember yeah I remember enough unfortunately yeah so does it yeah. um, and, and um, I, it's a sensitive topic I'm, I'm sure because it, it obviously causes you some stress um, uh, so I won't get into the hopefully not get into the details but um i guess what's the do you have any idea of what the the end game is uh why are they you know transcripting humans to fight the war uh so yeah well i know one of the reasons why the these talk i mean i won't give the the name of the planet or the uh, the actual race i won't give their name out and the 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 bald the 15 foot tall there's some even bigger than in the city where on on mm. their planet huge um they're like uh, some kind of like emperor and you know sort of like a clan yeah but the reason why we're fighting for them i don't know about why it isn't the same or is it the same with the other alien races is that they're not initially a a warrior clan, they're not a warrior clan and they're more like from their time and and their planet that they're more like very peaceful and sort of like engineers, like doctors, that, that kind of thing and they don't agree with fighting. But this alien race is encroaching on them and wants to destroy them. So it's a little bit like being a Quaker, Hmm. right, yeah? Yeah. I think you might call them Shakers in in America. And my family was Quakers. Yeah, we we have Shakers and Quakers. Yeah. And I think they're very, very similar. Like mm-hmm. I say, my my grand my grandfather's that they, they were um, Quakers. Um, so the thing is, you're not allowed to you turn the other cheek. You know what I mean? 
So there come a time when some of them had got together and they said, we're going to fight. We're going to stand and fight. And they looked how they could get help. And the way that they could get help was to come and to, to basically abduct us. Hmm. So what happened was they basically um, they ousted the ones that were wanting to fight from their planet, the 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 sort of like where they lived. You know, there's the there were a base where they live, and where abducted and we go to that base, and we fight for them alongside them. But what they did is they were fifteen foot tall, but the the ones that are actually fighting, they made them their the stature like six foot. Mm. And it's like so that they know that you know they're fighting. They might be their race, but they're not alongside mm. the people that they're looking after, really. Yeah. So it's like it's a, a mark that shows you that that alien race had been sort of like you know like reduced in stature so that they knew that it was them that were fighting and not the elders, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If that makes any sense, I mean... Absolutely. You know, they're still fighting and they're still on your planet, so what, you know... So that's why that specific alien race that abducts me, you know, sort of like um, had abducted the, the people from our our world, this earth, you know, because it's gone against its, you know, it's like its hierarchy, more or less, to, to fight for its own people. Yeah. So we had a we had a guest on uh, a few episodes back uh, to talk to us about the like like Ionians um, that that she had she, she had encountered that were. Uh, what we sometimes described as like uh, werewolves or whatever, but once she was on, she talked about a lot about the Draco um, and the Draconians, the, Lyc- the Draconians, um, and the, their fight against the Lycaonians. So I'm just, I think in one of the interviews that I read about uh, that you gave, you mentioned something about uh, the Dragos or the Dracos as well. Yeah. And funnily enough, there's um, I've got some drawings somewhere of these um, like dogmen and werewolves that fight alongside them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, they can be human one minute, they yep. can be human one minute. The next thing, they're just you know like screaming, murdering half man, half wolf, or half man, half Berserkers, dog. Yeah. You know, sort of like, you know, you, and you, you just can't tell because the thing is, they're like, um, in a way, they're like, they're, they're made to do that so that, they, you know, they can fool people. They can be human one minute and then they can attack you. You think that they're, they're normal and all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're just these ravaging, they, they don't need weapons. They yeah, don't need that, weapons because it's even some of the old stories of pieces. the. It's even some old stories of the berserkers, you know, that they believed were turned into quickly could turn into an animal, or animalistic, without blinking. They were there and they were attacking. No weapons needed. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, that, yeah, that's that's right. I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much drugs uh, uh, sort of like infuse that or whatever. Yeah, I've, I've read <laughs> right. that there were some races that will they'll drink something, you know, they'll eat something and drink something, and it just turns the mind, and then they become what they want, you know. Yeah, um, like a whether Dr. that has Jekyll, anything Mr. to do with it as well, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's a, some there's people the... are like that. <laughs> I met a people like that believe me <laughs> but uh 
Well, and there's also like there's you know, you know talking about all right, and the next is turning and stabbing you in the back. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of that. You know, we talk about pop culture, kind of introducing some of these things to the masses, if you will. Um, And I think it's uh, uh, Thor, uh, the Dark World, uh, the movie. You know, they've got the the I can't remember what they're called, but they're basically like they 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 crush something and they become these unstoppable, you know, weapons of war until until they're defeated. So it's kind of the same. Again, using pop culture to introduce these uh, uh, methodologies, if you will, to the masses. So, yeah, yeah. Well, y- you get that. I mean, I'm I'm surrounded in my room by uh, sort of like uh, this pop culture of like yep. X Files. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, because I mean, the the thing is that uh, at the time you know, sort of like leading in, in the thought of what was going on. And to be quite honest, it's even it's even darker than that. Yeah. You know, governments are involved, you know, there's there's no doubt about it. And um you know the if you look at the re- reality of it is that if if there's a war going on, and the, the the you know like there's one race of aliens fighting against another. There's all this technology there to be taken, to yep. be back engineered, and you know I am yeah I, I should imagine that you know there is a secret space program. I, I'm not in the one that other super soldiers talk about, right? But there there is something going on, and of course every government. You know, um, of be looking at technology to keep one step ahead of um, you know other other countries. It goes without saying. Yeah, yep. you will do that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I guess, part of me is, you know, if if these things were uh, from a government on our planet. Um, I guess I would just think that we would actually see them in practical use during, you know, the wars of the last 20 or 30 years instead of what we've seen actually being used. But to your point, Russ, maybe, you know, what we all rely on, what we see is what is fed to us via the news. And so maybe, you know, we don't actually see what is in use. I, so. I had people, right, well, you know, basically what you what you usually see is five minutes five maybe yeah. ten minutes of footage from an hour-long news um feed about a war any war yeah and you'll you'll see them using tanks and cannons and aircraft but how do you know that you know that might have happened that might be placed there purposely to show the people this is what's happening. Right. But that might be maybe one instance. Right, yeah? That yeah. might be one instance. Maybe the the battles that are going on that are going on at the same time are nothing like that. Yeah. You you never see you never see a cameraman going out there filming the whole issue dear and then putting it down into an out, you know, like be, being there a year and then editing it and then getting an hours long documentary feature. Yeah, yep. outcomes you never get it, you never get that. Yeah, well, it um, be because well, I've got um, I've got two books out, one's called ET Rider, and you can buy that on Amazon, and the other one is the um, Alien Invasion Wales on Amazon. And, uh, you know, that that's... I don't like talking about selling books. And stuff. <laughs> hey, we do, it. though. We like to support you big time. I just bought the E.T. Rider book, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> want to make you. sure... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's one of these things where, you know, I, I love now, you know, watching podcasts, and um, I would just wish I had more time because I, I do things myself. Um, you know, and uh, being out early hours this morning, you know, on this uh, Skywatch, what we did, 
calling occupants of interplanetary craft. And we filmed last night about six or seven uh, objects. Wow. So I'll be putting them up on YouTube maybe, you know, um, when I just get myself sorted out. But I'd only well, just got, I hadn't been in long when, when you called. <laughs> yeah. Been out since, well, uh, yesterday. Well, thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, you are welcome back anytime because I would really love to just really explore some more um, with your thoughts on things as well as some of your memories and things like that. But thank you so much, Russ. You are welcome anytime. You're welcome, Stefan, and uh, welcome, Josh, and uh, thanks uh, for a, a great show. All right. And thank you all for tuning in to the Convergence Enigma with Josh and Stefan. Just a reminder, you can watch this uh, version on YouTube at youtube.com slash Fearscape Media. Uh, you can check out this if you're on wanting to see our beautiful mugs. You can check it out there or just listen to the podcast version. Uh, but just a reminder, this is Stefan. I want to remind you to keep your eyes on the skies, folks. This is Josh. The truth is now. And remember, folks, keep questioning, keep searching. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.